Amen. Good morning. Aren't you thankful, just like the video said, that he is with us? Amen. Holy Spirit is here. How many believes the Lord is here this morning? Amen. Let's try that again. I feel excitement in the air today. Amen. So good to see you. And this is Friends and Family Day, so we welcome you. Let's stand up and give each other a hand. There's a lot going on around here today, so more are going to be coming in. Amen. Look over at your neighbor, wave at him, and say, I'm so glad you're here. Amen. And I am glad to be here this morning. Are you grateful to the Lord for what he's done? Amen. Let me hear you again, church. Are you grateful to the Lord for what he's done in your life? Amen. Can you give him a hand? Amen. He is worthy of our praise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Darren.
many knows that anything is possible with the Lord? Let me hear it. Is anything possible with God this morning? I'm going to ask you one more time because I don't believe some of you hearing me. Is anything possible with God this morning? Amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Would you put your hands together? Hallelujah. Like this. There you go. Let's get it together. Amen. Hallelujah. Nothing is impossible with Jesus this morning. There is no shadow.
just give him a praise this morning from your heart for what he's already done and what he's yet to do. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Anything is possible with you, Lord. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you this morning. Lord, we just magnify you. Lord, whatever we come in this morning, whatever heaviness that is on our heart this morning, we speak the name of Jesus over us. Lord, every struggle, every battle we have, Lord, every fear, every need that we have this morning, Father. Lord, for those that have lost family, Lord, for someone who has uh, someone sick in their family this morning, Lord, we just speak the name of Jesus, the name of Jesus that delivers, that saves and sets free. We speak the name of Jesus over it.
want you to think of every person in your family right now that needs the Lord. Every person that needs to accept Jesus. And I want you to declare it in the name of Jesus. That his name, his power is greater than every addiction. Every bondage that is keeping people from serving the Lord today. Shout Jesus from the Jesus Christ is their Savior, whether they are whether they are sick this morning, or whether they may be uh, locked in some type of bondage today. Or maybe they're going through some type of an uh, addiction. Uh, but I think our spirit is bearing witness this morning that we're going to take a few minutes and we're going to pray over our families because by faith God is going to heal them Amen. by faith God is going to deliver them by faith uh, God is going to save them and if you have some fam family members that are in addiction I believe that God is going to break that addiction and not only is he going to break that addiction, he's going to bring them home to be with the Lord. Amen? They're going to come to know the Lord Jesus Christ as their Savior. I went to a funeral yesterday of a 42-year-old young man that I have knew ever since he's been just a little boy. And through life and through some circumstances, he had uh, been addicted to drugs and addicted to alcohol 
And that's what took his life. But thank God there was a minister that was able to get to him in the hospital. Not knowing if he had a day to live, not only if he had a year to live, but he passed away. But just before he passed away, that pastor was able to lead him to the Lord Jesus Christ. But you know, I know his grandmother very well. And she has been praying for that boy ever since he's been real little. When we believe by faith that God is going to touch our family, whether they need healing, whether whatever it may be, I'm believing by faith that God is going to touch our family this morning. Maybe you have a, an older son or an older daughter or an older grandchild that don't know the Lord or they're addicted or they're sick. This morning, we're going to take a few minutes and we're going to pray over our families. You know, it was the disciples that was uh, out in that storm that they, the Bible says they woke Jesus up and they cried aloud when they woke him up. So this morning, we're going to take a few minutes and we're going to cry aloud to the Lord. And we're going to ask Him to touch our families. You know, we need protection around our families with everything that's going on in this world. We need God when our families are out, our kids are out. We need protection over them. And so we're going to do that this morning. We're going to pray. As they sing in the background, I want you in your own way as I pray, in your own way, I want you to pray. I want you to take a few minutes and I want you to pray over your family this morning. Let's pray. Pray in your own way. Father, we thank you this morning. We thank you for our moms. We thank you for our dads. We thank you, God, that you're reaching down right now and you're touching our children right now. God, maybe they don't know you. But God, will you assign the Holy Spirit to them right now? And Father, we, we bind every part of the enemy off of their life right now. And God, we pray right now that, Lord, we know that we know by faith that you are going to bring them home to be with you. God, we know that they're coming through and they're going to give their heart and their life to you by faith, we pray. Maybe there's our kids, God. The world is grabbing at them. The world is trying to uh, entice them. The world is trying to make the world look better than Jesus Christ. The enemy is trying to do everything to entice them in. But Lord, we're asking you by faith that the Holy Spirit will be there with our children, God. You will protect our children up on the highway. You will protect them in school and in college and on their jobs, Lord. You will be with our children. And we believe, God, they're coming home to be 
with you, Lord. We're asking, Lord, the ones that we have loved ones right now that don't know you. We have loved ones that are sick right now, God. We have friends that are sick. And we're asking you, Lord, you said by your stripes we are healed. And God, we're asking you to touch our brother or touch our sister or touch our aunt or touch our uncle, God. We're asking you to reach out and touch the sick right now. And Lord, we're believing by faith that by faith that you're going to touch them and you're going to do a work that no man can do. Father, we thank you this morning. As they say in play, turn around and shake your neighbor's hand by faith. of the Lord this morning. Man, I feel some energy in here this morning. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Just remember that when you're around here and you're outside and you're in the hall, all of us are facing something in our life, aren't we? And there's no better place than to speak faith when you're out in the hall or coming inside or standing outside, make sure that you speak faith in your brothers' and sisters' lives. Sometimes we stand around and we talk about how bad we got it, right? Amen. We all, you know, I say, you got problems, I got problems, and all of God's children's got problems, right? 
We all got some type of problems. You got problems, I got problems, and all of God's children's got problems. But we don't, everybody else don't need to hear about your problems. Amen. So stand around and talk faith and believe that God's got great and mighty things planned. Amen. Just a reminder, there are tithes and offering boxes in the back on my left as you're leaving. I want to thank you for supporting God's kingdom and God's house. None of this happens without financial support. And I want to thank you. How many of you know that when you give, the Bible says that He will open the windows of heaven and He will pour out a blessing. And I always like to mention that. If you're here for the very first time, very first time. There's a connection card right in front of you. A connection card. Please fill that connection card out. That we get your name and maybe phone number and an email that we can keep up. Just send you information that we have about what's going on at the church. If you turn it over on the back, it's got prayer requests on the back. If you have a special prayer request, fill that out. And Sister Tina Bartley that is here every Monday morning, uh, they have ladies to come in and pray over all these prayer requests. If it's extremely confidential, you say, Pastor, it's confidential. I don't want anybody else to know about it. Then right on the back of that confidential and only uh, Sister Tina will be the only one that will see that. And she will be praying over that prayer request herself, okay? And so, uh, just, we have that. Please fill those prayer requests out. Stick them in the offering box and they will, uh, they will get those. Today is Memorial Day. And tomorrow, rather. And we celebrate this weekend being Memorial Day for the ones that have lost their lives, uh, defending our, our beautiful and wonderful country. And so today we give honor. We give honor uh, to those that have died, the first responders as well that have died serving our country, serving our community, serving our town. But also if you're here and you were in the military or you are in the military uh, now in some way, a form or fashion, and you are serving, we want to honor you, whether you're young, whether you're old, we want to honor you this morning. We're asking you here at Calvary Assembly of God just to stand this morning. All that was in the service or is in the service, let's give them a hand this morning. Yeah, amen. Woo! Thank you. Yeah. Thank you for serving our country. Amen. Thank you for serving our beautiful country of the United States of America. Don't forget, right after church, we've got food downstairs. So don't forget, don't forget that. Amen. Praise the Lord. How many believe that God is getting ready to do something great in our church and in our, in our community? Uh, how many of you know the coming of the Lord we all feel is near, right? I mean, it's, it's crazy out there, right? Right? It's like crazy out there. And we believe that the Lord is coming back soon, but I got a lot of people I want to see saved, right? Uh, in this, uh, in this community. I want to talk about just for a few minutes this morning, uh, when the storms meet the real Jesus. When the storms meet the real Jesus. We're going to take our text out of Mark 
uh, chapter 4 and verse 35 through 41. Little a long passage of Scripture here. Uh, and we're going to be reading that out of the New King James Version for all of you younger people that have your iPads and your, your phones and don't carry a regular Bible and that's what you go to. That's more than fine. Amen? Let's give all our young people that have are here this morning, let's give them a hand. Amen? Amen. Mark chapter 4, verse 35 through 41. Let's go straight to our text. On the same day, when evening had come, He said to them, meaning Jesus, let us cross over to the other side. Now when He had left the multitude, they took Him along, along in the boat as He was, being Jesus. And the other little boats were also with Him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling, as we know, filling up with water. But he was in the stern, also asleep on the pillow. During this storm, Jesus decides that he's going to take a nap. And they woke him up and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing. Verse 39 in the text says, Then he rose and rebuked the wind, and he said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you had no what? No faith. Let's say that again. No what? Faith. And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, who can this be that even the wind and the sea obey Him? Life is full of storms. This is talking about a uh, storm in the natural. But what I want to do this morning, I want to bring out three or four principles that this uh, story inserts that we can use in our life when we're walking through storms in our life. It is said, someone once said, life can be summed up of three phases. You're either entering a storm, or you're in a storm, or you're just coming out of a storm. Job chapter 5 and verse 7 says, man is born full of trouble as sparks fly upward. Man is full of what? of trouble. So we are either going through a storm or we have been in a storm or we may be getting ready to go into one, right? We all know what storms are, the storms of life. The thing about trouble and problems and difficulties and storms, they can hit you unexpected. How many of you have been going through your life and everything is going great. And everything is going fine. And all of a sudden, something happens in your life. Something bad happens in your life. You get bad news about a family member. Or there's something that has happened in your health. You thought you were real healthy. But suddenly something happened. A lot of our storms in our life come Suddenly. They come suddenly. I want to give you four things this morning that I believe that can help you and I when we're going through storms in our life. 
when we're going through things in our life that we just don't understand. That we can't figure out why am I going through this in my life. I want to give you four things that I think that you and I can put in place right now. So I encourage you to write these things down. You might not need them right now, but you will need these things later if you don't need them now because we all go through storms in our life. The first one is that you can trust in God's Word. You can trust in the infallible Word of God. You can trust in God's divine Word. Your faith of the Almighty can be put in the Word of God. I like to say the words that Jesus has already spoken to us through His Word is very, very powerful. We all want a fresh word from the Lord when we're going through storms in our life. And everybody say, Amen. We all want a fresh word from God, don't we? When we're going through storms in our life. But there's times that we don't get that fresh word from the Lord when we're going through storms in our life. And I'd like to introduce you to the, the Word of God where God speaks to us through those storms, through His infallible Word of God, and you can trust the Word of God. Listen, brothers and sisters, you can trust the Word of God. The Word of God will not let you down. When you're going through storms in your life, grab a hold of the Word of God, stick to the Word of God, listen to the Word of God as it feeds you and as it speaks to you, and it will not let you down. The, Jesus says to His disciples, we're going over to the, help me, the other side. The Galilee was literally, as some scholars say, it was a lake. They call the Sea of Galilee. It was uh, eight miles wide, uh, 13 miles long, uh, 680 feet below sea level, and 200 feet deep. It was surrounded by mountains as high as 200 feet. So you can imagine what kind of storm that Jesus and the disciples were encountering at that time. Commentaries say and communicate that the storms on the Sea of Galilee can be tremendously fearful. The disciples were terrified as they were entering into this storm. And when life hits us, I mean, when... The doctor says that you got cancer. Or when the doctor says this is happening in your life. When you just get news that somebody in your family has been in a bad car wreck. When you get news that a family member's on drugs. When you get news that this is happening and this is happening. What does the enemy do to your life and to my life? He brings Fear and doubt, and he just torments us when we get those words because we can see it with our natural eye, we can hear it with our natural ear, and we get 
terrified when we get the bad news. But verse 35 says, and Jesus told them, this was the words of Jesus. He said to them when they got in the boat, we are going to the other side. Say that with me, church. We are going to the other side. That was the words of the Master. We are going to the other side. I don't care how much it storms. I don't care how, much, how bad it looks, disciples. I don't care how much the wind is blowing. I don't, know how, I don't care how much it's raining. I don't care how much it's lightning. I don't care how bad it is. The words that came out of Jesus' mouth was, let's say it together, we are going to the other side. And when Jesus said that they were going to the other side, help me, they were going to the other side. What Jesus speaks in His infallible Word of God, you can bank on. You can bank on. Hebrews chapter 10 verse 23 says, Let us hold fast to the confession of our hope without wavering in doubt or fear or anything like that. For he who has promised, say it with me, is what? Is faithful. In the middle of the night, in the fourth watch of the night, probably three or four o'clock in the morning, was the darkest hour of the night, and these disciples were in a storm. In the darkest hours and moments of your life, you can remember what God said. Remember, He said, I'll never leave you. Or He said, I'll never forsake you. Remember He said, healing is the children's bread. Remember He said, if God be for us, then who can be against us? Remember He said, then your light shall break forth like the dawn and your healing will quickly, quickly appear. Excuse me. Remember He said, I love you with a everlasting love. They are the words I want to hear when I'm going through the darkest storm of my life. The second thing you can remember is that you can relax in the presence of the Lord. When you're going through the darkest storm of your life, you can actually relax in the presence of the Lord. But that's not how we are, are we? How many of you get anxious? How many of you get anxious? How many of you get fearful? How many? I know nobody in here but me worries. Right? When I'm going through a storm in my life, I know that I'm probably the only one that worries. But how many of you worry if you're going to, if this thing's going to work out or not? Is this really going to work out? It's like I prayed and I, it's almost like, I hate to say it, but it's almost like Christians throwing dice. Right? It's like I, I prayed and I hope this works out. I prayed and I hope my children come to God. I pray and I hope my friend is going to get healed. I prayed and I hope it's going to work out. No. 
If you, if you pray, you can relax in the presence of the Lord that He's got this thing worked out. So the storms are raging on the sea and the master of the sea decides he's going to take a nap. Now, I don't know about you, but when I'm going through storms in my life, I want people praying. I want people fasting. I want people believing with me. I, I want people encouraging me. Uh, okay, I don't want to find out that all you're doing is sleeping. And they find Jesus asleep on the boat. I want to say this. Your troubles cannot drown you when Jesus is in your boat. You can relax in the presence of the Lord. The wind and the waves and everything that's going on in your life right now, it's good to know that Jesus is in my boat. And if Jesus is in my boat, my life, I can just like relax, Kevin. Just calm down. The bad report, God's got it. I don't know what's happening with this situation, but God, you got it. And I'm just going to relax in the presence of the Lord. Isaiah chapter 43 says, When you pass through the waters, He said, I'm going to be with you. Through the rivers, they'll not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you're not going to be scorched, nor will the flame burn you. For I am the Lord your God, the Holy One of Israel, your Savior. That's where you say Amen. You can relax in the presence of the Lord. And we all, if we've been to church very long, we know the story of Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, right? We all know that story if we've been in church uh, any length of a time. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they get thrown in the what? Help me. Come on. I mean, all of you, they get thrown in what? Fiery furnace. Fiery furnace. Maybe you're here this morning and you feel like you have been thrown in the fiery furnace. You feel like that you've been thrown in the fiery furnace. How many here have ever felt like I got placed in the furnace? I mean, somebody just, just like picked me up and put me in my trouble. It's just like everything's going good. You're paying your bills and you, you got food on the table and you get along with your wife and, you know, it's all going pretty good. Things are going good and it's like all of a sudden it's like you just get picked up and put in into the fire. Then Nebuchadnezzar looked in the furnace and said, didn't I throw how many men in? Three? But I don't see... Come on, come on. This is a very good spiritual principle here. I don't, I don't see three. Who is, who is the fourth guy in there? How did he get in there? I mean, I even heated up the furnace hotter, but now I see three, but I now I 
I see four. Isn't it funny how the enemy will try to hide the fourth man? Isn't it funny how Jesus is already in that storm with you, but how the devil will will try to hide the master through doubt, through fear, through unbelief, through look how bad you got it and look how hard you got it and and instead of you having faith knowing that Jesus is in the storm with you? You know, I as I went to that funeral yesterday and I heard the the story how that 42 young man gave his life to Christ right at the last, last moment. You know what I'm you know what I believe? I believe, and I knew that young man, I believe that he was just going through a fight. It was like he was fighting his own demons. Come on. It was like he was fighting his own problems and his own situations and, and going through so much in his life. But church, you know what I want to believe? I'd like to believe that the whole time he was fighting all that stuff. I'd like to believe that the grace of Jesus Christ was right there when he shot himself up. He was right there when he popped that peel. He was right there when he was drinking. I, I can't explain all of that, but I do believe that somehow that praying grandmother placed Jesus in the storms of that disturbed young man, and at the end, he gave his life to Christ. The third thing you can do in the storm, you can rest assured that God loves you. What is the first thing the devil tells you and I when we're going through the storm in our life? Come on, come on. We, we all feel it because He does the same thing to all of us. That if, if, if Jesus really loved me, then why would my loved one be dying? You know, if Jesus really loved my family, then why would these be happening to my child? Or maybe something like this, you know, I've been going to church ever since I've been a a child, and I've been walking with You, Lord, and I've been reading my Bible and praying and going to church and witnessing and living for You, God, and this happened to me? Hey, listen, I was raised in church, and I've lived for You all my life, and, and I got cancer, or this happened to me? Does that sound like the devil? And you know, by the way, Jesus doesn't love you, the devil says, because of what's going on in your life. If He really loved me, this wouldn't happen to me. This is the worst storm that these disciples had ever encountered. And brothers and sisters, you've got to remember out of this text, when you dive into the text and, and, and dissect the text, you realize that these disciples had been in other storms before. But this was the worst storm they had ever been in. 
Verse 38 says, The disciples woke up and said to Him, Listen, listen, Teacher, don't you care if we what? Teacher, don't you care? You're back there on a cushion, asleep, taking you a big fat nap, Jesus, and the storm is raging. And out of the mouth of the disciples was, don't you care? Now, I don't know about you, but I've said that in my life before. Haven't we all? God, don't you care? This is happening. Don't, don't you care, God? Don't you care? Maybe you're here and you went through an abusive uh, father. And you're trying to work through all, you're just trying to work through all that mess right now. Maybe you're here and you went through an abusive mother. And you're trying to work through all that mess right now. And it's like, God, don't you even care? I know I've been there. But I, I, if I could just inject in you that Jesus Christ loves you like you could never believe He loves you. Can you say amen? amen. You know, I, I really think that when the disciples asked Jesus that question, don't you care? It was like waking the Master up out of his sleep and punching him right in his gut. And you know why I think that? It was like this big storm's going on, and they, they wake Jesus up, and they immediately say, as soon as they wake him up, don't you care that we're about to drown? I believe it was like them hitting him straight in his gut. Because he would say to you and I, when we say to him, don't you care? He would reach out his nail-scarred hands, and he would say, look at my hands. And then he would take off his sandals and he would say, look at my, look at my, will you look at my feet where my, the nails had went? And then I believe he would take his, his shirt up and he would lift it up. And you would see all of those stripes on his back that he took for the healing and for our infirmities and for our salvation. And then I believe he would ask you, you're asking me, come on, let's get real church. Come on, let's get real. We're asking Jesus, you don't care. You, you mean you don't care? You're asking me, I don't care. You're, you're asking me, you don't care. If your loved one's dying, you, you're asking me, I don't care if your children are on drugs. I don't care. Let me put it another way. We all can understand. So, how many of you parents in here? Oh, come on, how many of your parents in here? Okay. And how many of you did everything that you know to do for your kids? I mean, we all, we all, it doesn't matter. Come on. Come on, loosen up a little bit. Everything you know to do for your kids. And uh, well, let's use Christmas time. I mean, from the time they little to the time they big. You just give, 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 give. And what's the question? Is it anything else? You got anything else for me? I mean, you don't you have anything else? You know, I'm driving a nice car, wearing nice clothes, got a new job. 
you, you, mom and dad, I come over to see you at Christmas. Do you got anything else for me? Isn't that kind of like we talk to Jesus? You've did all this. Don't you got anything else? I believe it hit his heart, don't you? Because he loved them with an everlasting love. First Peter chapter 5, verse 7 says, Cast your cares, your anxieties on Him. Why? Because He cares for what? And lastly, you can rejoice in the Lord's power. I mean, our God is all-powerful. Come on, let me say that again. Our God is all-powerful. Look what Jesus did as an example in the Word of God to show you and I how Jesus can respond to our troubles. Okay? You ready? In verse 39, he gets up from his nap. Okay? Now they didn't... I, 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 I'm sure, and, and I know some of your older generation is say, going to say, uh, uh, Pastor, your uh, uh, theology is not too good here, but maybe they just upset Jesus and ticked him off a little bit for waking him up. I don't know. But look how he reacts. He rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. Then the wind died and it was completely calm. The master woke up and he stepped up out of the stern of the ship and he spoke to the wind. He got up and rebuked the wind and said to the waves, quiet, be still. And what's the Bible say? The wind died and it was completely calm. I want to tell somebody here this morning that you're walking through something in your life you don't understand. That you can rest in the presence of God. You can rest in His love. But let me tell you, the Master is right there with you. And He wants to speak to whatever you're going through. Let me assure you, He still heals. Come on. Well, they're too far gone. No, they're not too far gone. We got some people here at this church right now that they were dead for almost 20 minutes. They should have been ended up being brain dead. There, two of them are sitting in our congregation this morning. Now, I don't know about that, Pastor. I don't know if that's true or not. God literally brought them back. They were dead for 20 minutes. Now, when He says, listen, I love this. Man, I feel, I'm just getting, we're closing, but I just feel like I could preach for another hour and a half. Listen, when He says to the wind and the waves in your life and the storm in your life, be still, they have to be still. Nothing overcomes the voice of the Master. When the Master speaks, it happens. I want to encourage you that storms test our faith. Jesus, and this is just like you and I, so we can't get big-headed. Jesus had just 
wore himself out in ministry on the sea of walking the Sea of Galilee. He had healed the sick. I'm sure he had. We hear a couple instances of uh, laying hands on the blind. He did all of these things, raising the dead. He did all of these things, and the disciples are walking with him while he, while he did that. And in verse 40, he said to the disciples, Why are you afraid? Do you still have no faith? Come on, guys. Come on, come on, guys. Can you imagine? How many of you would like to have walked, hung out with Jesus? I mean, come on. How many of you just like to hang out with Jesus just, just for a day? All right? Just for a day. I'm, Jesus, I'm going to put my blue jeans on, my white tennis shoes, and my, 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 uh, uh, my T-shirt. And I'm just going to hang with you today, okay? I'm just, we're just going to hang. See how you do things, Jesus. Do you play golf, Jesus? Do you? Well, what do you do, Jesus? I would want to hang with you today. No, you know, I'm going to raise three or four people from the dead, and I'm going to open some blind eyes, and I'm going to heal the crippled, and that, that's what I'm going to do today. That's, kind of, that's an everyday thing for me, Kevin. And they watched him do all of that. And they get in this storm of life, and they lose it. Guys, we do the same exact thing. He's healed our bodies. He's touched our children. I could go on and on and on and on for all of us. And when we get in a, a, a storm in our life, the first thing we do is panic. He asked the question, do you still have no faith? I give you four things this morning that I feel like that come out of this story that will build your faith that when you're in the midst of a storm in your life, you can bank on these four things that God will see you through. If you guys will come on. Let's stand this morning. Amen. Who's ever here bowed in Every eye closed this morning. Maybe you're here and you will, uh, before we uh, go downstairs and eat lunch, thank you for everybody that is here this morning. I had a wonderful crowd this morning. Thank you for being here. And I don't want this just to be another church service. We just came today just to be coming. I said, God, I, I want you to reach in the hearts and the lives of your people today. I love them, Lord. I love this congregation. But Lord, I can't love them like you love them. I, I, I can't do what you can do in their hearts this morning. So if you're here this morning and you say, oh, Pastor, I got a, I've got some sickness in my body and I've just been going through this storm of sickness. Would you slip up here? Just slip up your hand quickly and wow, one, two, wow, three, four, five, six, wow. Maybe you're here and you have a loved one. You have a loved one that is sick this morning. Would you just raise your would you raise your hand up? Wow, gracious. 
Uh, maybe you're here and you say, Pastor, I want to be honest with you. I'm fighting an addiction in my life right now. Please, every eye closed and every... I'm fighting an addiction in my life right now. Would you just raise your hand? It's confidential. Nobody looking around but me and the Lord. It's confidential. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, maybe you're here and say, Pastor, I'm dealing with fear in my life right now. I'm going through something and fear is just, just tormenting my life. Would you just slip your hand up this morning? Thank you. Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for all of those hands this morning. Wow. Master, you're here this morning. We can't see you. We can't physically touch you. We can't physically go over and take you by the hand. We can't like wake you up like the disciples did. But you are there with us. We can trust you. God, we can relax in your presence. We can know that we know that you love us with an unconditional love. And we know that we can rejoice in the power of our Master. If you're here and you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, I mean, say, Pastor, I don't know Jesus Christ. I want to walk with Jesus Christ this morning. Would you just uplift your hand just quickly and take it back down? Wow. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Praise the Lord. Isn't that wonderful, church? Isn't that wonderful? We're all going to we're all gonna pray this prayer together today, okay? Say, Heavenly Father, I admit that I'm a sinner. I believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. I confess all of my sins and ask you to wash all of my sins away. Forgive me of all of my sins. Come live in my heart. I will live for you for the rest of my life. I will serve you the rest of my life. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Let's give the Lord a hand this morning. Woo! Amen. God bless you.